0: What's going on, everybody? Welcome into another episode of the Lakers Outsiders podcast and stream. I'm your host, Gary Kester, here with you as always. And joining me as always is my great friend and possibly a uh, Rockets fan now, or maybe just a Cam Oliver stand, but <laughs> Hani Amadian is joining me as always. Hani, uh, it's been a while since we've done one of these again. Uh, life's been pretty, pretty crazy, uh, for, for our schedules and stuff like that. But, uh, we're, we're back and we're ready for a playoff push, right?
1: Yeah. And, uh, I want to make it very clear, definitely not a Rockets fan, but Cameron Oliver, star of the night, uh, best player in the league. Uh, (laughs) I I can't say enough about the man.
0: (laughs) Best player in the league. There you go. There's, there's our hot take, uh, about... Thirty seconds into this bad boy, best player in the league. Um, gosh, man, the Rockets uh, kind of played like the best team in the league. It felt like at times tonight. Some of the shots they were hitting was was pretty crazy. But uh, the Lakers do beat the Houston Rockets, uh, not a not a pretty one, but hey, counts all the same. So the Lakers beat the Rockets, one twenty four to one twenty two. Uh, Wesley Matthews with a big defensive stand at the end. Uh, Lakers. Almost blew blew an eight-point lead there in the last couple minutes, but get it done. Uh, we won't be talking about this game specifically uh, too much just because, I mean, we're, it was the worst team in the league. The Lakers were without LeBron, AD, uh, a number of guys, uh, no Dennis Schroeder, Caruso, um, so number of guys, not a whole lot really to take away. We're going to talk more so about this win streak the Lakers are on the last three games, Uh, last handful of games, kind of some stuff that's jumped out to us, Um, and looking ahead to the playoffs, the play-in game potentially, and things like that. This probably won't be an overly long podcast because it is pretty late. Uh, This was a late start time uh, at 7.30 Pacific time. Um, So... That's what we're gonna be talking about today. As always, guys, uh, we're gonna be doing these live. um, For me personally, done with school for the semester, so uh, I'll be back and we'll be doing these. uh, Trying to be trying to do them after every single game, especially in the playoffs. Uh, As the Lakers look to go back to back, we got to see the championship banner tonight. It was a thing of beauty, and uh, hopefully, we the Lakers can add another one uh, here in a few months. So, um, as always, guys. Though um, if you like uh, the podcast, like the stream. And you want to watch live, you can follow us on uh, Facebook, uh, just facebook.com slash Lakers You can like and follow us there. Um, you can follow us and subscribe to us on Twitch, just twitch.tv slash Lakers Outsiders. And you can subscribe to us on YouTube as well. Um, any of those three platforms will be live there. You can comment, you can chime in. Um, I got the comments always pulled up and you can ask questions. We try to get to those at the end of the pod if we have time and stuff like that. Uh, or if not, we'll save it for uh, a little mailbag pod um, and stuff like that so uh you can follow Hani on twitter at uh h-o-n-i-a-h-m or uh at cam oliver stan correctly is that is that your burner now
1: yeah and then the other one is at raptors outside
0: oh that's that's true you're, you're busy you're busy um and then you can follow me just at gary kester on twitter and you can also follow my twitch just uh TV slash swish gk so honey the lakers have won three games in a row uh so a couple of uh, very uh, impressive wins uh i wouldn't file this one tonight as an impressive win but um <laughs> did beat the suns did beat the new york knicks both pretty short-handed uh, in those games obviously no lebron james in those games no dennis Schroeder. um lakers have been pretty banged up but they're finding ways to win games against some pretty good teams um excluding tonight obviously but how are we feeling like what's the 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 biggest takeaway these last like handful of games that you've seen with the the Lakers that um kind of jumps out at you
1: I think by far the biggest takeaway has to be how Anthony Davis has looked uh recently he obviously didn't play tonight um with a little bit of an injury that he suffered against the Knicks uh sounds like it's not super serious and, and he should be fine uh moving forward but uh, before that, you know, against the Knicks, against the, the Suns, the Blazers, he's, he's been putting together some really good performances. And you could argue that a couple of those games were the best he's had all year, even before his injury. Um, t- to me, you know, this Lakers team, as, as much as we kind of talked about their depth going into the season and as much as their depth has helped, uh, helped keep them, you know, in the playoff picture uh, with LeBron and AD going down with extended injuries – um, at the end of the day, they're going as far as LeBron and Anthony Davis take them. And mm-hmm. AD uh, has definitely not looked like himself for much of this season, especially after he came back from the injury. Uh, definitely showed a lot of signs of rust, a lot of signs of uh, just not being able to physically do the things that, that we really marvel at at times. But over these last few games uh, and during this winning streak and, and a couple games before that even – Uh, he's been really putting together those dominant efforts on both ends of the floor. And uh, to me, you know, looking forward, um, you know, it it seems like the Lakers aren't uh, locked in as the seventh seed, but in all likelihood, they will be uh, the seventh seed heading into the play-on games. If they do win that first one, they they officially become the seventh seed, uh, which would likely put them against the Phoenix Suns, who they just played against and won against. I'm not really taking a lot of stock from that game as that means the Lakers are easily going to handle the Suns, but the the small little aspects of that, in, and that includes how Anthony Davis played against them and how little of a chance the Suns had of defending him regardless of who they put against them, um, and they put quite a few people against them, that I think is a really good sign moving forward. And if AD can have that sort of a dominant performance in uh, in a series like that, if if that is actually what we get in the first round, then not only does that improve their chances of uh, getting out of the first round, where at that point I think people would kind of start to come back around on them as potentially favorites to get out of the West, even though they are a seven seed. Um, But also I think it gives uh, LeBron a lot more time to kind of get back into game shape uh, and, and kind of get off that rust because he has his, Co-star really kind of handling the load, um, and I think the biggest concern for the Lakers right now is just getting LeBron back, getting Shooter back, uh, making sure those guys are healthy and, and in game shape, but also that they are gelling with the team that is playing a whole lot better than they were beforehand, um, and kind of fitting in, in into that team. So if they're able to kind of ride AD's coattails for uh, you know the playing game and, and the first round. And that just makes things a lot easier and makes the Lakers a lot more dangerous.
0: Yeah, I think that's a great point that if, you know, Anthony Davis can be Anthony Davis, the Anthony Davis that we saw against the Phoenix Suns, to me, I mean, there there were a number of games where he looked like himself uh, before that game, but that game was like, reminded me a little bit of the game against Memphis last year, where I think he had 40 mm-hmm. and 20. Um, this game had that kind of feel where it was just like, no matter what they did, they just seemed to not have an answer, and basically just had to hope that he missed shots, um, which he did. I mean, he was thirteen to twenty-seven in that game, but he had forty-two points, twelve boards, five assists, three steals, three blocks, uh, just unreal stat line, and he he looked like the Anthony Davis that we know, just the dominant player. Um, so yeah, I, I totally agree with you. I think the biggest takeaway is that AD has looked like AD, um, which is which is huge. But uh, I'll add another takeaway. Uh, to me is I think the playoff rotation is rounding more into shape um, I don't mm-hmm. know I mean this could have been part of Vogel's plan along all along uh, maybe to rest some of these older players like Wesley Matthews or Mark Gasol um, but I think those guys have shown in the last handful of games or so that they should be in the playoff rotation and for good reason because they have I mean Wesley Matthews Especially here, uh, the last few games has made some huge, crucial plays for this team to help them win games, um, and you you just trust that guys like him and Marc Gasol are going to be ready to go when the playoffs roll around. They they understand how you know to to play winning basketball. And Wesley Matthews, I mean, a couple of plays uh, that he had the putback against uh, the Knicks that, that forced overtime, um, and then in today's game, Kelly Olynyk had been killing the Lakers. And they put Wesley Matthews on him, and uh, Olenek tries to drive, and Matthews gets the steal that essentially uh, ices the game for the Lakers. So um, those guys are going to make winning plays, and I think Mark Gasol especially, um, we've seen kind of a shorter leash, I think, at times with Andre Drummond. I mean, some of it has been foul trouble um, in some of these games, but I think Vogel's had a shorter leash with him, which I think is a good thing because – the Lakers are going to have to do, I think, a similar thing that they did last year with their bigs, where it's going to be very matchup-based, and they've got a number, I mean, they've got a combination that I think can work that way, because when you have AD, you have Marc Gasol, you have Andre Drummond, you have Montrez Harrell, you can mix and match a lot of different ways with those four. I think, ultimately, you're going to see a lot of AD at the five. That's when the Lakers, I think, are probably going to be at their best, just because Floor spacing is is better. It gives you a lot of switchability defensively. Um, you're a little bit faster. You're a little more versatile. Um, so I think that's going to be it's going to be a similar recipe that, that we saw last year in the playoffs, where there were just there were some stretches where Dwight and Javale just didn't play um, because yeah. ultimately the Lakers were better with in that particular matchup with them not playing. So I think the playoff rotation is rounding into shape. I think Taylor Horton Tucker is showing that his playmaking. Um, can be a, a very valuable piece and I think you're going to see him get uh, more playoff minutes than obviously what he saw as a rookie uh, it's crazy I think somebody said today this is only a 73rd game I think that he's played uh, so it doesn't really even have like a full season's worth of games under his belt yet and yet the kid the kid definitely has his ups and downs like any 20 year old professional athlete I think is going to have uh, but man he is having some uh, some very bright moments for for this Lakers team and yeah um, he's growing up he's growing up and he's just continuing I think to get better and better and um, progress is not linear but ultimately he is on an upward trend and um, I'm excited to see what his game looks like in the future because uh, right now it's um, looking like the Lakers have a a pretty damn good player on their hands um, and they're gonna hopefully have him around for a while so um, but yeah back to my main point The, the playoff rotation I think the Lakers are going to be very deep if they're healthy. They get, you know, Caruso back. They get Schroeder back. They get LeBron back. They're going to be very deep. And, you know, hopefully, you know, let's say they get the Suns, for example, in the in the first round. I think that is a more ideal matchup than, say, the Clippers. I've, ideally, I think the Lakers, if they can get a series under their belt before they play the Clippers, um, that would be most ideal uh, because – Yeah. It's going to take some time, right, for for LeBron and for for Dennis to, to work their way back. I mean, how how concerned are we about those two really um, coming back into play and and having to really pick it up right away? Because right right off the get go, I mean, assuming LeBron plays at Indy on on Saturday, and uh, you know we don't know if when Schroeder is going to be back exactly. It could be Saturday. It could be in the playoffs. We don't know yet. Um, How, I guess, how concerned are we that they're going to have to basically hit the ground running?
1: I I mean, to me, I think that is the one regret, or not the regret, the one concern that uh, there has to be about the Lakers. I I don't really care about home court advantage that much. I don't really care that they're playing tougher teams uh, in the first round that much because I think at their best, they are better than any of those teams. And at their worst, um, they could lose to any Western Conference team. Uh, the concern is that LeBron and and shooter are coming into a team that is starting to kind of gel without them. And, you know, between those guys kind of trying to work off the rust and you, you're not really able to work off the rust without, uh, you know, handling the ball, taking shots, uh, doing some of the things that, that, that you need to do as a player. And, you know, are, are the Lakers going to be able to, uh, withstand uh, some poor shooting nights if those guys uh, don't have it going right away. Are they going to be able to play good enough defense around them if you know if they're getting blown by because they're they're just not used to uh, making the same rotations that, that the rest of the team is uh, making? So yeah, I mean, uh, I I think there is a concern there. I think um, it's it's an under. Uh, appreciated part of being a championship team is not just being healthy during the stretch run, but being healthy enough during the uh, regular season to kind of figure out uh, how they play with each other, how they play against certain teams, uh, you know, what sort of lineup combinations work Um, and, you know, we've kind of uh, beat the dead horse a lot uh, when we've done these shows about, you know, that being probably the biggest reason why the Clippers kind of flamed out last year is that they didn't have their guys playing a lot of games together last season. And, you know, especially for them because it was their first year together that ended up really coming back to biting biting them in the ass uh, in the playoffs because those were some of the few games that that their core played together. And then that's what ended up with them uh, blowing the 3-1 lead to the Denver Nuggets in the second round. People do forget that. Um, so, it's important to remind you know, people. I, I, <laughs> of course. So yeah, I think there is a concern there, but ultimately um, the thing with the Lakers is one, their are two uh, main players, their, their stars, LeBron and Anthony Davis, have played together. They won a championship together. Parts of the the core around them have been on the team and have played uh, plenty with them. Some of the guys are obviously new this year. They might not have quite as many reps uh, with LeBron and AD, but they have played still significant amounts of minutes. Um, and the biggest you know trump card of all of this is that one of these guys that is coming into jail with the team is the lebron effing james and you know uh, every concern that you have about any nba player at any point with lebron it, it's about half that at least um or at most i guess i should say um he he just has uh sort of an innate, innate ability to uh one play through injuries um and, and to come into a situation and, and take control of it. And I think there will probably be growing pains uh, when he comes back, whether it's just in these two regular season games, if he does play both of them, um, or it's in the first round of the playoffs or, or what have you. But overall, I feel pretty confident that he's gonna be able to to kind of figure that out not only for himself but also for the rest of the team as well and that includes uh shooter and whatever his role is going to be when he comes back as well
0: yeah i think this this task that's in front of them of coming back in lebron's lebron's case coming back after an extended period of being out i know he had basically a game and a half or so um where he did play but um you know, and there, there's going to be, like you said, some growing pains. Like LeBron's probably going to have to shake off some rust. But if there's a player that you worry the least amount about with something like that, it's going to be LeBron. I know a lot of people were kind of freaking out about him not playing in this game tonight because a lot of reports indicated that he might play Tuesday against the Knicks. Uh, didn't play against the Knicks and then they said oh you know that's fine they'll rest him for the back-to-back Wednesday it's banner night all that stuff and it turns out he didn't play tonight either I think what the Lakers probably looked at this and looked at this and said we're playing the worst team in the league who's sitting two of their better players um in, in Wood and in Porter and we should be able to win this game without LeBron and AD um and if not if they're the seventh seed, it's not a huge deal. I think you probably get a more favorable matchup at the seventh seed, and we'll talk about that in a second. But um, but I think the way the Lakers probably looked at this is let's give LeBron another day of rest. Let's not play him in this game because the Lakers are off the next two days. So, essentially, they bought three more days for him to really re- rest and recover. And then I yeah. would anticipate we'd probably see him on Saturday against the Indiana Pacers and – He'll get two games probably under his belt. Uh, it is a back-to-back, so maybe he'll only play one of those. Um, but I don't know. I mean, we we saw a little bit of it in the bubble, right? Where you know you had like the preseason games and whatnot. But the bubble, like the Lakers, really took it easy. You know, basically rested guys, made sure they weren't didn't get hurt or anything like that. And maybe we saw that in Game One of that Portland series last year, where they didn't they just shot very poorly in that game Uh, maybe they had to shake off some rust in that game but it was after a long layoff and they didn't really get a ton of reps before coming back and then they were fine in the playoffs and went 16 and 5 so um, LeBron I'm not too worried about Schroeder you know he's not sitting out an extended period of time which I think is is a good thing I mean at most it's probably going to be about two weeks Um, so uh, I think he'll be fine LeBron I think can Manufacture production in a multitude of ways to where he doesn't have to be at his peak right off the get go. Even if it's just him being coming out and being a facilitator, I think he can do that right out of the gate. Um, and then you know the scoring will gradually start to come back, whether it's the jumper or trusting the explosion around the basket um, with that ankle and and, and stuff like that. Um, I think he can just provide enough um, while. Theoretically, Anthony Davis can be Anthony Davis, and you got a lot of these other guys who have been there before. Contavious Caldwell Pope has played pretty well here as of late. Um, Alex Caruso, you know, guys like Marquise Morris, Montrezl Harrell, like all these guys, like the Lakers are very, very deep, and I think that'll allow LeBron to not have to go full speed right off the get go when he comes back. Can take a few games, maybe ramp it up a little bit. And LeBron will be fine. I mean, he has been practicing, which is good. You know, so he hasn't. It's not like he hasn't picked up a basketball in forever. So, I think he'll be okay, and I think he'll 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 contribute however he can, and what whatever that is will be enough, um, at least out of the gate for the Lakers. And I think that they'll be they'll be fine. It'll definitely be a challenge. It definitely is a concern. We've said all season that the health of this team is going to be the number one most important thing. And part of that is coming back from injury and reaching your peak level, um, not only yeah. as an individual player, but as as a whole group. So that is definitely a concern. Um, but ultimately, I trust LeBron, and I think Schroeder will be okay. Um, so I think they'll be fine. It's it's going to depend, I think, for, for me more so on whoever they get in the first round. Because if they get the Clippers, that's going to be very, very tough because the Clippers do have some continuity. Um, they, they are a very good three-point shooting team, can be a very good defensive team. Um, right now, the Lakers are looking like they're going to be the seventh seed. They kind of needed – if they had aspirations coming into tonight of possibly being, moving up to five. Um, doesn't look like that's going to happen because uh, they needed the Mavs to lose two of their last three games. The Mavs beat the Pelicans tonight. Up next, I think they get the Raptors, who are actively like tanking these last few games. And yeah, yeah and then the Timberwolves, which the Timberwolves I mean, could beat them. The Timberwolves have been halfway decent when they have all their guys. But the Lakers need both of those losses uh, for Dallas, and I don't anticipate they'll lose both of those games. Uh, Portland won tonight. Um, I think the Lakers would need Portland now to lose both games. Um, so, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm pretty set on the Lakers being the 7th seed, which is fine, which means they would get the play-in game, um, and if they win that first play-in game, they would get the Phoenix Suns um, most likely as the as the 2 seed, which would throw it back to, what, 2006, right, when the, the Lakers were the 7th seed and and played yeah. the Suns and, and should have won that series, but, you know, Tim Thomas happened. So, um, <laughs> yeah, play-in game, though, by the way, for everybody, because, like, I just learned about this, like, the other day because – I, I don't know, I wasn't invested in the, the play-in game rules because I didn't think the Lakers would ever be there. But um, now that it's looking at like reality, so basically how the play-in game works, for anybody that doesn't know, is the 7 and 8 seed will play each other. The winner of that game gets the 7 seed. The loser will play the winner of the 9 and 10 game. So, And then the winner of that game um, will get the 8 seed. And then the playoffs are on, so that's how that works. So basically, the Lakers, if as long as they go in as the seven, which I think is pretty much locked up at this point, um, will have two chances to win one game to get into the playoffs, and then you'd probably get the Suns or the Jazz. So um, pretty confident that they'll get it done, but you know anything can happen this this time of year. So how how are you feeling about? Potential playoff matchup uh, with the Suns. I mean, maybe the Lakers do get lucky and they move up to six, and they get the Clippers, who are sitting at three right now. Um, uh, is there a matchup you prefer? Like, how are we feeling about not only the the potential series matchup, but also a potential uh, playing game against uh, Steph Curry and the Warriors, who are playing some pretty good basketball right now.
1: Yeah, um, I mean, starting with a playing game, uh, I I would hope that that the Lakers come out strong in that and just put the Warriors away. Um, yeah, Golden State is playing better recently. Um, Andrew Wiggins is, is sort of hot and cold, but he's recently been playing uh, pretty well, putting up some big numbers. Uh, and then Steph is obviously Steph, and he could easily go for 60 points one night and, and just bury you, uh, you know, regardless of what you do. Um, but I think the Lakers because they're, uh, they've been sort of creative with how they guard uh, these teams. They have one really like offensive hub, uh, sort of like they did with the Blazers and Damian Lillard last year, or James Harden and the Rockets uh, the next round. Um, they're usually able to, to neutralize those types of teams pretty well, whether that's by getting the ball out of that guy's hands or whatever other strategy that Frank Vogel comes up with. Um, I feel pretty confident about that game. I you know, I wouldn't say it's a guarantee that they win it because, like I said, stuff could just go crazy one night and, and that's the end of that. But I feel mostly confident about that. Um, as far as the actual playoff series goes, uh, I'm with you. I, I don't want to see the Clippers in the first round. I feel good about our chances against the Clippers if the Lakers are healthy and in, in a good rhythm. Uh, I just don't want to see them in the first round. Um, uh, one, I think the Clippers are a much better team than they were last year. Um, both in terms of their talent and just the overall like vibe of that team. Last year when they were going into the playoffs, um, yes, they were still considered a, one of the favorites to get out of the West along with the Clippers – or along with the Lakers and the greatest eight seed of all time, the Blazers. Um, but, uh, but I, I think in, in terms of just the chemistry of that team, they, they seem like a, a much better-fitting team, and, and they seem like – they could be much better poised to make a run this year. So I would want the Lakers to be at full strength, both in terms of health and how they're playing and the rhythm that they're in and how they're meshing together um, and the lineups and, and coaching decisions um, that are made uh, that, that go into that. I want that to be uh, the Lakers at their at their best when they play the Clippers because I, I just don't want to take that chance.
0: Hmm.
1: Everybody else, you know, it's a it's a fun debate of uh, wondering who out of the other three teams that they could possibly face, which are the Nuggets, the, uh, the Jazz, and the Suns, who the best matchup would be. Overall, I think I'm pretty confident against any of them. Um, I think the Nuggets, uh, without Jamal Murray, I think they don't quite have enough weapons. Um, and I think the Lakers would be able to do a pretty good job against Jokic to just, you know, uh, make it difficult on the Nuggets, and they kind of showed that in that last game that they played against them. It's a, that's a series where Mark Gasol could come in uh, really huge because of his one-on-one defense against Jokic. Having said that, uh, that guy's the MVP this year. Uh, the, the Nuggets have been amazing. Even after Jamal Murray got hurt, Michael Porter Jr. is is turning into a star, as much as I hate to say it. Um, so they they have they are definitely a threat still. Um, the Suns I, I think in, in terms of their size down low uh, they don't really have anybody that can guard AD in my opinion I don't think they really have a guy that can guard LeBron either uh, to make things difficult for him at all uh, even less so than the other teams so I, I feel pretty confident about that but again on the other hand you know Chris Ball is one of the best four generals uh, the league's ever seen and, and if there was a guy that can potentially beat the this great Lakers defense. Chris Ball might be the guy to do it. Um, and then the Jazz, again, like they've been so good and so consistent all season um, and they have a crap ton of shooters and, and that's always a scary side in the playoff series because, you know, you just need them to get hot for four games and, and that's enough. Um, but again, I, I don't think – I think the Lakers are a tough matchup for them. I think 80 is basically the perfect player to go up against Gobert to, to play him off the floor. And I don't think they have much of a chance of guarding LeBron other than, you know, if Gobert if is able to meet him at the rim. Um, so more or less, I feel confident against any of those teams. None of it matters if the Lakers uh, are just not healthy enough or, or, or don't get into their rhythm quickly enough. But in terms of full strength and, and at their best, um, I would take the Lakers over any of those teams in, in five, six, seven mm-hmm. games.
0: Yeah, um, you brought up Michael Porter Jr. Uh, for the Nuggets. You could say he's really been a shot in the arm for that <laughs> team. Um, <laughs> the my my stance really hasn't changed though for the Lakers going into the playoffs in a seven game series. I still there's there's been one team that I, you know for lack of a better word concerns me. Uh, in the West and one team in the East, and those would be the Clippers and the Nets. And the Clippers, more so because they've been an unreal three-point shooting team this year. Um, mm-hmm. And you know they've got they've got guys that can defend. I mean they've got you know Kawhi Leonard, they got Paul George, they got all these guys that can play pretty damn good defense. And I think that they can be a ver- very versatile team. And Rondo is is going to be hit and miss. You know playoff Rondo, as we learned, can be a very real thing. Um, but even last year, I mean, there, there were games where he was not good in the playoffs, um, but yeah. he also had games where he was brilliant. And um, so it is a different dynamic to that team. Uh, they are a different team than what they were a year ago. Uh, I think they're very good, um, but I do think – I would still trust that the Lakers could beat um, – I still think that the Lakers, if they're healthy and they're playing their best basketball, I think win the title. That's my obviously biased opinion, but – um, yeah. When they're at their best and they're healthy, I just I have a hard time seeing a LeBron and AD team losing four times out of seven. Um, but the Clippers do concern me. I think the Clippers are very good and they can pose just some matchup problems uh, for the Lakers. And then the Nets, obviously, just with their firepower, uh, with their three superstars and um, what they can do, um, it's that's just tough to guard. Uh, sometimes you know, we I mean we we've seen it before just with all the great players that the Lakers have had uh, in our lifetime and throughout their history. And you can see, you know, there's times where great offense just beats great defense. Um, and so with the Nets, you know, you wonder about something like that where you can play great defense, but guys like Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant and James Harden just make shots anyways and just make great plays. Um, so it can be kind of kind of tough. But uh, yeah, that's, that's my current stance. I mean, not to say that any of the other teams can't beat the Lakers because I think In the playoffs, anything can really happen. Um, I would just be much more confident with those other teams. I think Phoenix, like you said, Chris Paul, obviously you would expect him to bring it and be ready and and play well in a a playoff series if the Lakers do play them, Uh, which the Lakers could also get the Memphis Grizzlies in the playoff or in the play in game as well. Uh, They're half a game back of the Warriors. I think they're tied in the loss column right now and they play each other the last game of the year. So, uh, that the winner of that game could end up getting the, uh, the eight seed and being the play in that plays the seven, uh, which will probably be the Lakers. So uh, if they get the Grizzlies, I would feel a little more comfortable just because yeah. John Moran's really good and the Grizzlies aren't a bad team by any means. Um, but avoiding a guy like Steph Curry, who can go off for, like you said, 60 points in a game would be a little more ideal.
1: I'll, I'll tell you what, if the, if they play the Grizzlies in, in that play-in game, that, that's a swift ramp-up for LeBron because as soon as he sees Dylan Brooks in front of him, <laughs> that man is, is going to be back to like Miami
0: Heat, prime prime LeBron. He's going to have that, that look that we saw in game six at Boston. Um, yeah, no. <laughs> um, I know. I'm pretty confident, though, in this Lakers team. They just got to be healthy and they just got to be in sync because um, – it's gonna. That's gonna be the toughest task, I think. It sounds like you know they're gonna be. They're gonna have their guys back at least in time for the games that really matter. It's now. It's a matter of shaking off that rust and uh, being ready to go and playing at your best. Because the Western Conference is tough. It's really, really tough. And not to discount the other teams outside of the Clippers, uh, but still pretty confident the Lakers can make a make a series run and go back to back if they got all their guys back and they're they're playing the way they need to play. So. Um, that's all I had for for this one. Obviously, you know, there's going to be a lot that unfolds here in the the next uh, four or five days, the last days of the regular season. There could be some shuffling in the standings. Um, you know, the Clippers could still somehow fall to four, actually, uh, if they lose to the Hornets, I think is really their last losable game. And the Nuggets went out. The Nuggets would actually have the tiebreaker and move up to three. Um, so there, there's a lot of shuffling that can go on In the standings, but um, right now, if the season ended today, the Lakers, assuming they win the first play-in game, would play the Suns, um, who are uh, a very young team, and I think the Lakers could overwhelm them. um, Basically, everyone outside of Chris Paul uh, defensively. Um, And that's where my confidence level, I think, is really high, is the Lakers. Because defense has not been a premium in the NBA this season. Like, on any given night, you can look at box scores – And you can see teams scoring 130, 135, 125. Like just the other night, uh, I was looking and I think like six of the eight teams scored 124 points or more. So, um, you know, defense has not been a premium and the Lakers have played defense. They've been one one of maybe a handful of teams that I think have been actually good defensively throughout the year. Um, so I don't think there's really going to be like any ramp up or any kind of adjustment they have to make to actually play defense cause they they've done it. So, um, and I think that's where a, a series against a team like Phoenix, a young team like Phoenix, um, can be very beneficial for them. So, um, that's all I've got for this. Honey, do you have anything else uh, to add before we sign off? Um,
1: just a uh, little, uh, programming note, I guess, um, I think last time we did the podcast i kind of teased it but now we're officially uh on mm-hmm. TikTok. uh we've been doing these little uh one minute recaps of most of the games trying to stay consistent obviously sometimes uh other life responsibilities get in the way but um we've been putting in some good work on that uh it's me doing the narrations and our guy donnie mchenry doing all the video editing uh putting in a lot of work on that so I would very much appreciate people going and giving us a follow. Uh, It's the same ad as our Twitter. It's just at Lakers Outsiders on TikTok. Um, Hopefully, we'll do some more fun stuff on there, too, besides just the recaps. But for now, that's mostly what's there. So if you ever miss a game, uh, you can go on there and and hear my uh, lovely voice that I'm getting sick of hearing every time I edit those (laughs) um, (laughs) tell you about uh, what happened the previous night.
0: Yeah, it's a good thing Honey doesn't do the video highlights because the TikTok for this game would just be Cam Oliver for a solid minute. Um,
1: hey, you just gave me a great idea. All
0: right, <laughs> uh, I gotta, I gotta message Donnie, tell him he's doing the narration and the highlights for this game. Um, Jacob, uh, our, our good pal Jacob, did ask you to uh, do a breakdown of Cam Oliver's game tonight.
1: Listen, uh, I've been. So okay, this is this is in all, all, all seriousness. I'm giving I you 60 seconds for this. <laughs> I I obviously uh uh I'm a big stand for for every Nevada basketball player because they are all my large adult children. Uh, I, for me, uh, um, I always thought Cameron Oliver out of this like batch of guys that came out of Nevada recently was like the most talented, and that includes the Martin twins who have had a pretty decent start to their careers in Charlotte. Um. So I'm like super excited about him being back in the league. He, he kind of got unlucky, uh, the year he went undrafted. It was actually the Rockets, I believe, signed him into training camp. And then he broke his hand and never really got to play in the league. And then went to Australia and kicked ass there. Um, so yeah, I'm really excited about it. I'm getting a chance. Dude, uh, can, can effing jump out of the uh, out of the gym at all times, uh, Man, like, around the rim, you do not want to be anywhere near him because he's going to dunk on you. And he had that monster, like, 180 dunk against the Lakers tonight. Um, And he'll
0: probably bounce off the guy, too.
1: Yeah. Uh, And I think his shooting is is improving. I think in terms of his form, it looks a lot better than it did in college. He had, like, this weird pigeon-toed stance when he was uh, playing at Nevada. Still worked most of the time, but didn't seem like it was going to translate in the league. But it looks a lot better now. I think he had two threes tonight. I think defense is really his his main uh, sort of question mark. Um, he's gonna block shots, but he's kind of in the mold of those like super athletic bigs, uh, like even a Javale for another Nevada guy, um, who's not always in great position. Uh, sometimes can make up for it because they're crazy athletic and crazy long, but uh, most of the time it leads to them not playing great defense. So I think he's got he's got some work to do on that end of the floor. Uh, obviously, but I don't know, man. I'm, I'm really excited about him getting a chance. I hope he makes a good impression and gets to stick around next year and, and, and play a whole season and see what happens.
0: We'll see. He, he was he was pretty damn good tonight. There was a n- number of Rockets that I was actually impressed with. It was like, damn, how does this team have the worst record in the league? But. Um, you know, you, your sliders Brooks
1: going off was giving me flashbacks to Aaron Brooks always going off against us back in the day. Yeah,
0: your sliders automatically just go way up when you play the <laughs> Lakers. So uh, it is what it is. But um, we did get one question in the chat uh, Do we think that Rob should extend Vogel's contract this offseason? I would say yes. I think Frank Vogel's mm-hmm. done a fantastic job as coach of the Lakers, and I hope he's, he's around for quite some time, at least uh, probably for the rest of LeBron's career. LeBron seems to like him and uh, he seems to have good control over the locker room, has made proper adjustments and ha- has had the Lakers consistently be a very good defensive team uh, these first two seasons he's been head coach. So,
1: Yeah, I mean, there's a lot to nitpick about uh, old Frankie V, but the man won a championship in his first season, routinely outcoached other guys, uh, including some very respected coaches around the NBA and this season with all these injuries, especially to his two best players, Lakers are eight and 10 this season without LeBron and AD playing. Um, and their defense, uh, I don't know if they're still number one in the league, but they're within that range at least. Um, and they're probably not going to have anybody make all NBA defensive teams. So we can argue about whether they should or not, but the fact of it is that they've, they've missed a, uh, Two of their biggest difference makers still have an incredible defense regardless of that, um, even if they don't have guys that are necessarily jumping out of the page as great defenders. Um, And, yeah, I mean, you know, obviously the seating isn't great this year, but considering everything that this team went through, um, I I can't imagine being upset at the job that he's done at all.
0: Yeah, I think uh, if any other team, you know, if you took the same – injury impact that the Lakers have had to deal with this year, uh, they would probably be doing a lot worse than seventh in their conference, um, especially yeah. the Western Conference. <laughs> maybe yeah. the East because the East is not great. But, um, yeah, I mean, the, the way he's managed things, uh, I think he, he does a really good job. And I know fans, and, like, I've been guilty of this myself, getting frustrated maybe with, like, the rotation um, and stuff like that. I think he does a really good job of not only managing games but thinking bigger picture while doing it. Um, you know, the the extended period of time where Mark Gasol didn't play, Wesley Matthews mm-hmm. didn't play. I think a lot of that stuff is by design. As they're older players, you want to keep those guys kind of fresh for the playoffs. I think you've seen some of like the younger guys probably play a little more, like KCP, um, Kyle Kuzma. Taylor Horton Tucker, when he's healthy. Like, the, the younger legs, I think, have gotten a little more run because they can kind of withstand that a little more, um, especially given the circumstances with this season and a compact schedule. Which, by the way, before we sign off, NBA, what the hell is up with giving the Lakers two days off and then having them finish with a back-to-back? Like, we couldn't have spaced that out a little yeah. bit better. I, I mean, I, I always have my issues with the NBA scheduling, but that just annoys the crowd
1: this whole season in terms of scheduling has been so silly um it, i don't think it is at all a coincidence that literally all of last year's uh 4 semifinalists mm-hmm. have had just a load of injuries this season and their entire seasons have kind of at times crumbled because of it um yeah i don't i don't think that's a surprise at all and uh, there's you know there's a big COVID outbreak happening in Japan where the Olympics are supposed to be, and the Olympics are the reason why this schedule is so compact. If the Olympics don't happen, it's going to be just, oh, man, they're going to look funny in the light. I think, if, if, yeah, you know, they, they made these guys go through all the, this hell of kind of playing so many games in such a short amount of time, having all these injuries, and then not even having the Olympics. It's, it's going to be insane.
0: Yeah, let's hope. Uh, let's hope just all these teams get through the rest of the season and the playoffs healthy and everybody can get a you know, at least a somewhat full off season and you know, recover and hopefully get things a little more back to normal. So all right, that is gonna do it for us this time. It's good to be back. Uh we'll be back on Saturday. I'm actually going to try and stream during that game Saturday. Uh, I don't think they've announced the specific times yet of the two no. the last two games on Saturday and Sunday for the Lakers, uh, finishing up with um, Indiana and then the Pelicans, I believe, uh, which the Pelicans, I think, have gone full tank mode here. Um, I think they've been eliminated yeah. officially from the playoffs. Uh, no Zion, no Brandon Ingram. Uh, I think they were out without four starters today. So, So, yeah, I mean, the Lakers – good chance they could finish uh the season with a five game win streak. I think Indiana will probably be the tougher of the two, but we'll have to see. Uh so we'll uh you know have to just kind of see the Lakers do get two days off, so that'll be good. Get the get the guys some rest and uh, hopefully they can just keep, you know, building on this momentum that they're that they're building and ride it into the play-in games or the playoffs or whatever whatever it is and hopefully we can uh, give this thing a real shot and not try and go back to back. So um, all right, so Saturday, like I said, going to try and do a live stream during the game. And we can do like a little watch party or whatever. Uh, I've talked about doing that in the past and just hasn't been able, haven't been able to work it in. Um, but going to try and do that on Saturday. Um, nothing much going on that day, and we'll have to just see what time uh, tip-off is there. So um, be on the lookout for that. Going to be doing that uh, probably on all three platforms. And I don't know how I'm going to do it. I might just have, like, a little cutout of the, the scoreboard or whatever, um, just kind of up there so everybody can follow along, something like that. And, I don't know, it'll be fun. We can talk and chat during the game and watch the game together. And, um, and yeah, it should be fun. So, Hani, uh, thank you for staying up late with me uh, for doing this. And uh, it's good to be back. We'll be doing these uh, hopefully after every game now, um, now that the schedule has return to normal for, for both of us and um, looking forward to it, looking forward to rolling into the playoffs and hopefully the Lakers, like I said, can go back to back. So thank you guys so much for following along. Like I said earlier, we do these live on twitch.tv slash Lakers Outsiders. You can follow and subscribe to us there. You can subscribe to us on YouTube and you can like and follow us on facebook.com slash Lakers Outsiders. Uh, f- go follow honey on Twitter at H-O-N-I-A-H-M. And follow me on Twitter at Gary Kester, or you can follow my personal Twitch account, uh, where I'm always talking sports or whatever. Um, bring bring me any questions you got. Uh, just at Twitch Twitch <laughs> Twitch TV slash Switch GK. All right, have a good night, everybody. Um, be safe out there, Hani. See you uh, this weekend, and yes, uh, until next time, guys. This is Gary Kester with Hani Amadian and the Lakers Outsiders signing off.
1: Shout out to Space Cam.